This show is brought to you by Made by Super. Hiring a design studio is more necessary than you think. Your brand is important, and how it's represented shouldn't be phoned in. Whether it's your logo, website, messaging, online ads, environment, graphic design, or social media, you need professionals, thinkers, advocates for your brand, people that will make you look good. It will make a difference. Trust me. Go to madebysuper.com and hire great designers to get to work for you on your brand. Also brought to you by Age Old Trade Design, LA's premier hospitality design firm. Welcome to Acting Real with Kat Foster, where I talk with talented, seasoned, professional actors about how they use what they've learned from acting in their real everyday lives. If you have been listening to the show and you like it and you're moved by it and it's helped you and it resonates with you, subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a good review. It means so, so much. And more importantly, it helps other humans find the show. Thanks. Hi, you guys. Today we talk to my very, very, very good friend, Kyle Howard, who I love so much. This is actually his um, second episode. That gives away the first minute of the podcast. Um, This episode is so moving and so enlightening and so inspiring, and I can't, cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Um, Kyle played my husband on the hit TBS comedy, Your Family or Mine. Uh, but you know what? He's done a bazillion other things. You might know him from Royal Pains, My Boys, the show Related, the Drew Carey show, Gross Point, Opposite Sex, Love Boy, Love Boat, The Next Wave. Um, Kyle has filmed close to two dozen films and more than 200 episodes of television. He's been very busy. Uh, enjoy this one, guys. It is a What I need for my life, I am drawn to create the play. And you must use the play. You must use it. Hi, this is, I'm here with Hi. you, Kyle Howard. Is this the right distance? <laughs> oh yeah, are we mouth? good? Okay. okay. Um, so we have, we're going to jump fucking right in because um, you have to jump Drop on Drop an F-bombs right, right off the bat. Right off the bat. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just like calculating. We have an hour, hour. We're going to aim for, wait, an hour, but we could go. We no, no, go, we're going to aim for an hour. We could go for like an hour five. Or we could go for an hour 15 if. If, if we happens. need to. Yeah. Okay. We're cool. I'm not, I'm All not right. stressing. Right, I don't dude. think it's going to take me more than an hour. I'm not hour stressing. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just cruising, bro. Um, okay. So we are going to dive right in, but really quickly, you played my husband on Your Family or Mine. I did. Oh I just saw God. your uh, your Instagram clip you posted the other day. Yeah. It was like remember some. Us? It, oh, it was for. It was for Ed's, Ed's Ed episode. Begley's, uh, episode. Yeah. 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 It was that brought back the Yeah. Memories. That was so fun being married to you. Um, yeah, that's how we know each other. Okay, so that's how we know each other. Um, and I'm also going to say that this is your second time here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because we shot, uh, we shot, we rolled, we recorded an episode. How, when was that? I want to say it was, was like almost six months ago. Like, it, I think it was maybe December. Wow. That sounds right. It was, yeah, maybe five so, months so, ago. Yeah, so then we're almost, we're in April. Yeah. Um. And so you have gone through quite a metamorphosis in these six months. 
Yeah, I I think I think that's fair. I think um it would be fair to say I was sort of beginning or in the midst of a metamorphosis at the time that we originally did this. For sure. And I think a lot of thoughts and a lot of ideas were kind of beginning to a lot of thoughts and ideas that would be discussed on a show like this were beginning to sort of come into my view at that time. Um, they've come into my view more clearly and more drastically in the months since, I would say. Yeah. Um, also, I think, I think when I was here the first time, I was excited to do the show just because I know you and I love you and you had, you had given me a rough idea of what the show was. Um, but I don't think I fully understood until I heard the show what it was. Mm, mm -hmm. And so I think even when I was here, um, I remember making the decision that the first time I came to just let it be whatever it was going to be and to sit here and be as open and honest as possible and let the conversation go where it might, which I, th which I think I did, but still I think I I think not having the full understanding of what the show was really about, mm. I don't know if we got quite on the right track with things. And you've you've heard that episode now, and I haven't, so yeah. I don't know if that. Would yeah. Be so I listened to you. back because we were going to put it out a couple weeks ago, and then I was like, "It's it was so good." I mean, by the way, you guys would all, everyone listening, would be super entertained by this episode. It's so wonderful, and we get so much information about Kyle and his like love. He's like one of my favorite human beings in the world. Seriously, Same like Same biggest Z's. heart, and so smart and willing and open. Um, hmm. So it's a great episode, but Kyle and I have also had a couple lunches and hangs since then, and I just like secretly n know that he's up to all of this like super, super interesting kind of self-work. You know, I mean, I won't say too much of what you're up to because this is what we're here for. Um, that has really like, you've just kind of like expand exploded, expanded all of a sudden. And I mean, would you describe it that way? I don't know. Um, like you've gosh, trained, I like would... you're, it feels like you've, you've had a metamorph, like you're in, you're mid and we're always mid some metamorphosis, sure. you know, but it's it always does kind of a work in progress, like right? whatever the curve you're on right now, it's like pretty exponential. Like you, it's, it feels like you're in a moment where like you're expanding at a rate that's greater than a, just like a normal mundane moment <laughs> not that any moment's necessarily normal mundane but i think you know what i mean yeah i think that feels accurate i think that's like that's nice to hear from an outside perspective i think yeah from course. from my own perspective inside my own head and inside my own body and inside my own heart like sometimes it doesn't necessarily feel that way, like that it's that much of an explosion and that much of an expansion and th that drastic of a yeah of a change. Yeah. Um, Fuck, dude, I hear Lofi crying behind you. She oh, wants no. to get Does out. She want out. Yeah. No, here, I'll let her out. Or, okay, Carl's gonna let her out. Thanks, guys. Sorry, my you little doggy. Go. She wants to be outside. She doesn't want to be in the podcast. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I've heard Lofi on most episodes. She she kind of like trot. She kind of like loafs out then. Well, no, sometimes she's in, sometimes she's out. Yeah, but, but there, I feel like there's usually a reference to loaf. Like, oh, Lofi's yeah, doing yeah. that thing again. Yeah. Or like sometimes she's on her lap. For those of you who haven't seen Lofi, I mean, she's on my Instagram, but like 
she's like a fat she's a fat dog i mean we have like a very overweight dog she is believe right out I there. <laughs> you watch her right it's so it's so rude um but i mean she really loves the food and she's old now and like i just feel she like loves this snack food you mean, she loves or? all the foods oh, like in yeah. the world she well then why did she want to why did she want to go away from this it's right well here. because she had some other business to take care of oh. and oh i know why because my daughter is upstairs with our nanny eating in her high chair right now oh she and wants my, to clean when the floor. she eats oh yeah she yep. it's like Lofi's heaven it's like cheese sh- sh- showering down <laughs> on yep. Lofi's back and anyway yeah okay that's my so sister that's has what, little kids and dogs so uh, i know that exact. yeah like it's like heaven like Lofi's yeah. life went from being like pretty annoying when when we first brought our baby home to like now being like Free snacks. Oh all my the time. god! All it's the time. like me coming to your house <laughs> and having all of this laid exactly. out. Like, what? I yeah. get to eat all if of this. You were a squat, pigeon-toed, overweight. Yeah, accent. <laughs> I just don't have to eat it off the floor. That's but right. But the snacks are so good <laughs> yeah, that I probably would. Um, okay. So you were in the middle of talking about more important things. Right. Mm. So it doesn't always feel like you're going through some big change when you're going through some big change. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It's like uh, when you're growing, um, physically growing, like as a kid and like your cousin doesn't see you for a year and then you see it and they're like, whoa, you got so big. And, And you're like, well, I see myself every day. Like it doesn't feel like I got that much bigger. But then you look at a picture of yourself from a year ago and you're like whoa i was tiny um i think it's i think it's that exact same thing and i have to remind myself of that concept all the time when i'm trying to take these steps to expand and to grow and um i have to when i think like oh i don't feel that much different or that much better than yesterday Mm. I have to think, well, do you feel quite different than you did six months ago or a year ago? Or Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a truer test of it. And do you? (sighs) Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, I mean, it's like with anything, man, like it kind of. I think maybe it depends on the day you ask me. Yeah, and um, also I guess my 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 follow up is like, how do you measure it? Like, I think this is really interesting. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what are the measures that we use to determine whether we've changed? Well, because this is subtle work. It's not like we're saying like you changed your style up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or sure. like, I mean, there are circumstantial changes in your life, but in, how do we measure that we've our, our consciousness has expanded. So I, I feel like, weirdly, I was just sort of answering that same question yesterday with my dude, who is, <laughs> my dude is the therapist that I've been seeing, who yeah. I'm not quite yet comfortable calling my therapist. Sure. Um, because I've never I been like a therapy guy before. So yeah. I still am in this place of like, um, just halfway committing and calling him my dude. Great. Um, by the way, my dude is the therapist that you recommended. Yeah. Um, and uh, who's a dude that my therapist recommended? Who's then a dude? Well, actually, I won't out. So there was a someone else in my family went to go see the dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, um, we were having a conversation yesterday that, and and that's 
same sort of question came up of mm. like, um, how, how do you measure uh, the progress of today versus a few months ago versus a year ago? And the thing that I was talking about in that conversation um, was sort of like based on my interactions with people mm. that I am noticing now are I would say either a little bit different or quite different um, from me a year ago or from me a couple years ago in that I'm a, I'm a little bit more comfortable uh, going a little deeper with um, someone I know really, really closely, um, with someone I kind of know, with someone I barely know, mm. or even with someone I just met and maybe am encountering uh, like on an Uber ride to the airport mm. or um, checking out at the grocery store. Mm. Um, I think I I used to have this thing where I would sort of dread, I would sort of dread certain interactions because of the like small talk um, involved in like filling awkward science, silences with a stranger or someone that I know but don't know well and sort of that thing of like, oh, what do we talk about now? Mm. Like, oh, we could talk about the weather mm. or the traffic or these like sort of, there are things people talk about and sometimes they're interesting, but they're also sort of mundane and they're not necessarily, they're very surface yeah. things to be. And I used to kind of live in a space where that was kind of as deep as I was comfortable going. You, now you said this twice, I was going to ask you, when you say like going a little bit deeper, can you just get more specific about what that means? Yeah, well, I think it's kind of a new thing for me. Um, but I find myself in these situations now or in these conversations now, again, with people that I know really well or people that I just met, um, not only being comfortable going a little bit deeper than that surface stuff, but kind of wanting to go a little mm. bit deeper, meaning that like I, I want, I find myself wanting to have more of a true like human interaction mm. and find something, you know, that maybe I have in common with this person that we can relate on or find something that I super don't have in common with them that's totally foreign to me that they can kind of teach me something on. Mm. And like, um, I wish I could think of a great example of, of one right now, but um, just going more into like, 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 where are you from? Like, what was it like growing up there? Like, is your family still there? Is your family here? Like, what's your life about? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your day like? Like, what's it like to be you? Yeah. yeah. Which is like a totally different conversation than like, traffic in LA is crazy, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and so what, like, I, I mean, this is like, um, hmm. 
like again like there's circumstantial things that have changed in your life in the last six months but like can you talk about inside is there can you speak to this might be too hard but can you speak to like the the internal changes that have happened that now make you and I'm going to kind of reduce this but like that have made you want to connect in that way with other with other people yeah I've, I've been thinking about that a lot I think um like does your body feel different than it did six months ago or like <clears throat> is it just your curiosity hmm. this is a really hard question I guess but like is it your your curiosity like what sparks that curiosity that that desire to really know the, who that what it feels like to be that person um, I think for me personally, it's kind of a um, a feeling of um, being tired of or being finished with um, having experiences like a ride to the airport that I'm just trying to get through mm. or waiting for it to be over mm. or thinking like this is just the means to me getting my flight to get to the place where I'm going and like I can't wait till this part of the trip is over and like I don't have to sit in the back of a stranger's car and like small talk about weather and traffic as opposed to embracing that as part of the experience, oh which God, you're just make me saying, cry. <laughs> are you crying? Because I want to cry. It's weirdly making me a little emotional, but just like just saying that out loud to me sounds very elementary on on some levels, and it's weirdly something that I don't think I learned recently. It's something I learned. A long time ago mm. and forgot mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the stuff that I've been working on in the last year or several months of my life has been similar in that it's been working on kind of relearning things that somewhere along the way mm. I I started to forget mm -hmm. And I started to forget them because I stopped practicing them. Mm. And sorry. <laughs> Dude, I have to reflect back to you uh, that you are spitting the most profound wisdom right now. Like what you are saying is, is you are speaking to like honestly what I believe is all of our purposes in life right now. I mean, you are talking about being in the moment <laughs> in like a really practical way. Now, now being in the moment, this phrase is, is so, we hear it now all the time, being present, being in the moment, the power of now, all of that. But you, yeah. what you are describing in a really literal practical way is that being in the moment that it's nothing is a means to an end and everything is a means to an end 
we could die at any second. We're, you're in the cab ride t making small talk with the, the cab driver. Uh, you got you, you might not get to the airport. <laughs> You might sure. never get to the airport. And so like really taking in that you are in this ride with this person that you want to connect with them. Now, I'm not saying we all need to fucking talk to the cab driver at all times. Maybe that's not what that moment is about. But what I am saying is actually being in that moment, whatever it is. Yeah. There's some realization that that moment, and this is not necessarily a conscious thought, but that that moment really is all that matters. There is no end. It's mm -hmm. all the means. Mm -hmm. It's all the means to, and then of course there is an end. There's like a big <laughs> ass end, you know? Um, and also I just think it's so profound. I think it's so profound um, that you say that it's elemental and that you forgot it at some point because I really, know that the experience of expansion mm -hmm. the waking up the becoming conscious feels like that it feels like like we're oh, it's remembering so simple, like... it's so simple it's so yeah, grounded that's interesting i think i've had an experience with it where i've i've dealt with a little bit of almost guilt over mm -hmm. it over this this idea of forgetting mm. and to me, kind of retrospectively, that idea seems sort of irresponsible. Mm. Like, how could I be lucky enough as a young person to um, be raised in an environment really full of love and be exposed to some some really radical ideas and concepts as a young person like the ones that we're talking about right now and um develop a fairly good um practice with those things and then at a certain point in life i think i got kind of comfortable and kind of complacent and felt like I already learned some things and already knew things. And weirdly, I think kind of made a decision to that I didn't have to learn anymore, mm. that I kind of knew like how to go through life and how, and again looking back on that um that feels like such a mistake mm. to ever feel like i didn't need to keep expanding and keep learning and keep practicing mm. these things and i think as a result of doing that without even realizing it i picked up some other practices and some other habits along the way and I started practicing um, getting easily annoyed at things other people were doing. And I started practicing getting kind of bitter and frustrated 
about work things mm-hmm. and about auditioning and um and that i think led me to this place where i needed to kind of be woken up again mm-hmm. and by the way a lot of things now that i i think that i'm learning in the last several months of my life some of them are new concepts to me mm-hmm. um and and that's exciting to stumble on those but but some of them feel like revisiting a concept like that i learned at another time um i think and- the opera the operative word there is is feel like because that's the thing is we understand concepts differently at one point in our lives from another sure point in our lives <clears throat> i'm not saying that right but you know what i mean but that but the, what the concepts invoke in us the feeling of the concept is the same mm. yeah you, you know like, totally because because we know what it feels like to be in to not resist the means we know what that feels like we understand what it feels like to be in flow you know again that's like another sort of a phrase that's very popular right now but we understand what it feels like to be in this sort of profound acceptance what that feels like um but you know of course our brains develop and you know and circumstances change and so we 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 sort of grasp onto or that's not the right word like we understand different concepts as we get older you know intellectually are we expand um I don't know. I feel like that's all sort of pointless. And I like interrupted your beautiful. No, not at all. I I mean, I guess I just like where I'm sitting, like I'm just, I don't know. I just like what you're describing is so, it feels so precious. And, 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 and elusive. You know, mm. like it, yeah. it can be really like it's elusive this this because then something happens, you know, something happens that we don't want to accept as yeah. as the means. Totally. And that it feels like, like an, throws us off. Yeah. The, we want to like fucking resist that shit because it's yeah. painful. You know, like there's a disappointment or there's an anxiety or or we, you know, imagine like, oh, we want a job. You know, mm-hmm. which we do. <laughs> I want a fucking job or I want, you know, some money. I want to buy that thing or like, you know, I want that relationship or I want that car or like whatever the fucking thing is. And, you know, then we can be launched out of of this sort of beautiful realm where like this is the means and the end, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I think I've noticed recently that like, it's so easy to slip back into that kind of a frame of mind sometimes. Mm -hmm. And again, it's the thing that I forgot a long time ago um, that it takes practice. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I mean, I noticed it to the point where like I've been trying to be really good about um, doing a lot of reading mm-hmm. I'm like reading some tell me what like, you're reading kind of tell me what your stuff. practices are right now like your 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 very material or like uh, embodied practices right now um so 
I've been reading this book that I actually mentioned the first time we sat down and did this to oh my you. God, I can't and remember now what book. You, you knew it immediately. It's called Radical Acceptance. Oh, sure. Of course. Tara Brock. Um, so at the time that we talked uh, originally, I had just started it, yeah. but I knew already, like, oh, there's something in there for me. Like, yeah. just the just the title caught me. Yeah. I was like, oh, that Radical Acceptance, that sounds like something that could serve me. Yeah. Uh, turns out, totally does i'm almost done with the book now yes. um so like just reading that a little bit mm -hmm. each day it's a really nice reminder mm -hmm. for me to practice and for me to um, be totally willing to experience things even negative things like fear and pain mm. to experience them rather than running away from them right um in order to like find some peace with them. So what happens? Like yeah. So you so you feel. So can you just describe that uh, that uh, transformation f in your feeling state from um, fear or anger? I think that's what you just said to peace. Fear or pain. Fear or pain to peace. Like what? Well, so you something happens, right? And you can give an example or not. It doesn't matter. But something happens in the past few days or. And, and so how does, what, what do you do and how does it feel to do that transformation to, to help in, yourself incite that? What does it feel like to radically accept something? Um, yeah, she, she puts it so eloquently and puts it into like such lovely words in the book. I feel like I'll, I'll butcher it trying to kind of paraphrase those no ideas. No fucking way, because I want you to butcher it because that's the point is like, I want, it is, um, it's really hard to talk about the stuff that I'm asking you to talk about. It's yeah. because, and I'll tell you why. And I think like some of you listening might notice this because I certainly notice it. When we start talking about deep truths, fundamental truths, everything kind of slows down and our words become pretty simple mm. and the quiet is much more full than the talking because as soon as we it, in a way to attach words to what we're talking about diminishes the quality mm. of mm. the truth of how something like really feels yeah yeah so it can be very hard to put words to things like this it so you so should butcher can. it but some people are so good at, so good at it sure. like, that's something i've noticed listening mm -hmm. to the show because i've listened to all but two of them i oh think God, i love point. you so much i love you so much dude it's such a it's such a beautiful and radical Aww. thing that you're doing Thank that you. i had no idea I mean, when you told me you were doing a podcast and we explained it to me originally, I was, I, I love you and I trust you and I think you have great ideas. So <laughs> I thought like, oh, that'll be cool. But I didn't have a concept of just how cool mm. and how special it would be. And I don't know. I just think you're doing something really incredible. And by the way, for whatever reason, you just like found this thing that you're naturally so good at. Mm. Like you're so good at sitting in that chair and being yeah. a really good listener, but also keeping the, the task in mind of steering the conversation and, and letting it be a compelling listen for the people that are 
going to hear this show. And like, I don't know, like there's some like Oprah shit going on oh when, God, when I listen I'm to you right now, you guys, this is so, thank you so much for saying all it's, this. It's crazy, dude. I'm just so, I'm so blown away. It's, oh, it's really, it's magical and it's cool for me. Cause you were just asking me about like, what have I been reading? What are some of the tools? This show has now turned into, for me, one of the tools. And it's so nice. Like I listen to it driving around the city in my car all the time. Mm -hmm. And I started listening to it because I wanted to support this thing that my friend was doing because you're my friend. And it very quickly shifted to, I want to listen to that because I'm getting something so real out of it mm. and I'm learning and I'm expanding my consciousness and I'm cultivating my compassion for people. And like, that's huge. Mm. That's a huge gift you're giving to a, a friend of yours who, by the way, you've already given a lot to. You are like kind of my guru oh in my life. God, um, but now you're this... giving it to like all these other people. And Ugh. I'm super touched by I'm it. I'm so honored by your words. And I'm so touched <laughs> by you. So... Is this going to be fun for anyone else to listen to? <laughs> yeah. Or are they just going to be no, like, I... oh, my God, throw up. No, like these I people think... just love each other. Well, so I don't know. Much. But we do love each other so much. Yeah. I'm so honored by your words. I'm so touched. And it means so much to me. I mean, that's exactly like like what you just said is like my my hope that like there are that people are deriving because because I, I am like my, these, these podcast recordings are like, this changes my life. Like, uh, like always from before and after, like from the time a guest gets here to the time that they leave is like totally transformative for me. Always, always. Wow, and like the cool. result isn't always the same. You know what I mean? Like I'll sometimes like I'll feel one way or another, um, always though, I feel expanded a thousand percent. Um, and then, you know, the feeling tone is a little bit different. Like sometimes I feel expanded and like a little anxious or aggravated. And then other times I feel expanded and like super blissed out. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's, I totally know what you mean so because expansive. on my drive here, maybe I already mentioned this. I listened to Ed Begley's episode yeah, dude. and it was the best possible thing I could have done driving here because I arrived in the calmest, happiest, most blissed out mood yeah. ever. And boy, did it make me miss that guy. I know. Um, because what a just, what a radical, special dude. And that's, again, like, that's something that I knew when we all worked together. Mm. And I've sort of forgotten. And yeah. shame on me for forgetting that. Because he is so special and so... Mm. amazing and listening to you guys talk like brought all of that back to me and like man is he just sort of the pinnacle of humility yeah. and like and joy right like yeah. he sent he really centralizes and gratitude like joy. for yeah. someone like you kept saying it like dude you've worked more than anyone in this town yeah. 
And you hear in his voice how genuinely he still appreciates every job that totally. he gets. Yeah. And like doesn't take any it's of it hard to granted. find somebody like that in the I know, city man i know i know i know and also what i found so interesting is that it's not like, like i wasn't talking to like like i might as well have been talking to i mean and this is like i guess like i almost hate myself for saying this but it's like i might as well have been talking because this is not about like actually i'm not even gonna fucking say it well, now I'm curious. Well, what I was going to say, because my sick mind goes here, is like, well, it's not like I was talking to, you know, I don't fucking know, like, uh, like I don't even know. I was going to say something like Robert De Niro or whatever, like somebody who's won multiple Oscars. I don't even know if De Niro's won an Oscar or whatever. You know what I mean? I guess I'm just saying that, like, Ed, Ed has had an incredible fucking career, right? Mm -hmm. And is so deeply grateful for his career. And he's somehow seemingly skirted the mindset that, like, he should have done more. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, can you fucking uh, imagine what a shame it would be? You guys talked about that. I listened to that 10 minutes ago. Yeah. About, like, is there any regret or is it at all a bummer to you that you've never won an Emmy or you've never won an Oscar? Right. And, and he's like, he's no. like, nah. Genuinely. Like, he kind of answers, like, it's just occurring to him right now. Like, nah. That's what's no. so amazing. Like, what yeah. a and a hundred percent genuine. Yeah, like, there's not an ounce of me that doesn't right. believe him. Like right. he cl so clearly right. gets so much out of the work that he's doing. I just think like that's also so important. And you know, like part of this business. Oh God, there's so much I want to talk about. One, I, <laughs> I could I, talk about Ed. Well, one, all I want to talk I wanna be about. That guy when I, grow up. I want to talk about this this idea of forgetting because yeah. this is such an important thing. Like when we have these moments of expansion and um, when we feel like these beautiful moments, you could call them of, of grace, right? Where like we feel really in our right place. Mm -hmm. Like there's some understanding that it's all a means and it's all an end. There's really like a, a sort of really beautiful sweet spot where we can be in radical acceptance, right? And it feels fucking nice. It feels nice. Even when we feel pain, it feels nice. Because like the pain, we can process the pain and understand that the pain is part of the nice. Do you know that it's, mm -hmm. it's really not all so different? when we experience this, it's so easy to then forget this. And this is also why I want to go back to talking about your practices because, and, and by the way, it's all natural. I mean, this is being a human. We have these, these moments of grace and then we forget and we, we go back into some, uh, into like the real like humanness of being a fucking human and, and not even the, actually that's, I'm misstating that. What I mean is we can get sucked back into what is a, a pretty material uh, mindset, this ranking mind. I mean, even what I just said about Ed versus fucking De Niro, it's like this is such a destructive even frame. And yet, like, here we like are sort of in Hollywood. Yeah, well, it's just this ranking thing, right? And, yeah. like, I want to talk about this more on our show. It's like... And we do, by the way, and we have some episodes coming up that we're going to talk more about this. But like, it's so easy to go 
to have this idea that some people are better than other people or more important than other people. And there are physical things, right? Like we do live in a world where they give Academy Oscars and they give Emmys and they give awards, you know what I mean? And that we're, and, and then they, and then we praise people or hold people up higher because they've won awards or not won awards. But like then what we don't really, it seems like, hmm, and it's wonderful to win awards. Like awards are great. Sure. <laughs> awards are awesome. Um, but there's always someone who's won more awards than you or received more accolades. Or maybe you've won all the awards, but like you don't have something else that's not. There's always a way in our lives, no matter how many awards we've won or not won, to yeah. feel like shit about our lives. <laughs> like there's always a reason that we could find. 100%. I, I think I'm following what you're saying. Well, what I'm, because I'm not saying it clearly because I'm trying to say too many things at once. But what I really want to say is as soon as we're in the mindset of some things are more important or less important and some things are better and less better. And when I say things, I really mean things. Like I mean like circumstances, right? I'm not talking about people's insides right now. Right. Then we, then we, then that's like the quickest path to forgetting everything else that we're talking about a hundred percent it's like the easiest quickest way of s jumping out of of like getting caught up in yeah yeah i think that's sort of what i was talking about by like um without realizing it i developed all these habits and practices mm -hmm. of getting really good at being frustrated mm. being getting really good at being annoyed by my agents mm. for not sending me out on enough auditions mm. um being really annoyed at um showing up for an audition and realizing somebody else already has the offer mm. and that i'm there as a backup plan in mm. case that offer falls through um and like you said it's it's super easy in those circumstances, in those situations to slip back into this thing mm -hmm. and slip back into these habits of like no longer being willing to experience that thing for the sake of experiencing it exactly. or no longer being willing to get something out of that experience mm. other than getting the job yes which like for me that's been a huge lesson mm. um and like i mean dude if we're getting real honest here mm -hmm. um i mean the last year and a half two years of my career mm -hmm. has been pretty shocking to my system mm. um I mean, since I was, I think, 16 years old, mm -hmm. I've been a really busy guy mm -hmm. in this town. And um, I just, at a certain point, I think I for sure took that for granted. Mm. Um, and in, you know, in the last couple of years, for whatever reason, I know you have your own experiences with this all my friends um that are around my same age have their own experiences with it our business has has changed a lot mm. and um it's been it's been a pretty tough 
adjustment to not mm -hmm. be as busy as I want to be. Mm -hmm. um, By the way, Sam, I just want to like match your vulnerability right now, uh, Sam, because I mean, you know, and I could say that it's because I got pregnant and had a baby, but like a lot of people get pregnant and have babies while they're working. Sure. And you know, like I've, it's frustrating for me too. Yeah. And I think my initial reaction to all that stuff was immediately to slip into a sort of defensive position, a sort of bitter position. Mm -hmm. Again, doing that thing of showing up at an audition, just already annoyed, mm. annoyed that I have to be there, annoyed that somebody else already has the offer, annoyed that I'm the backup plan, um, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so last year, pilot season, mm -hmm. I didn't do a pilot. And uh, I think that was the first time since I started doing television, which is when I was 19, I think. Mm. So the first time in 20 years. 21 years, 21 years. Um, that I hadn't done a pilot, except for the years that I was already on a show. Like when we were doing a show together, obviously we mm -hmm. didn't do pilots that mm -hmm. year. Um, so that was like big to mm -hmm. me. Like mm -hmm. that was a tough one to swallow. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not the guy that doesn't do a pilot when I'm available. I'm the guy that always does a pilot. Right. Like, uh, and that's like, you know, that's like a very ego-centric kind of thing of like, wait, like. Well, when you say egocentric, because I just want to clarify this, because we could have, um, this is beautiful. And um, to break it down a little more, like there's something about your identity mm -hmm. that you that that you were a little attached to totally that you were quote unquote the I'm guy the who guy. always gets the pilot when you're available you know what i mean so that's what makes it egocentric is that um the, and you know now like in, in in spiritual worlds and whatever we talk about the ego you know the ego is the enemy and this whole thing by the way like when freud started talking about the ego the ego is like a good thing. And like, if you talk to a psychoanalyst, you know, we, we actually want a strong ego, but in every other realm right now that we're all, we're, we're a little confused about ego and we usually talk about ego. Like it's a bad thing. Yeah. I just felt like I, I get, say that. I get confused by that too. Sometimes in like reading and listening to different meditations yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Too, Cause where... sometimes the ego is really good. We talk, it depends on the link and depends on who's talking about it. Right. Sure. I mean, you talk to Eckhart Tolle and the ego is like a bad, bad situation and, 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 and Marianne Williamson. And, but then actually like if you talk to a psychoanalyst, the ego is actually something that we want. Anyway, the point is that uh, that the way the way we're talking about it, right, is like in sort of the sh the shitty way. Like it, the ego, when you say you're e egocentric, what we're talking about is that you there's a part that feels attached to this part of your identity. Totally, and that can f fuck us up. I mean, that's like a, a beautiful pathway out of radical acceptance. Well, and last year, uh, like last year, roughly this time. It certainly did. Like it was, uh, aside from any other like personal struggles I was having in other parts of my life, professionally speaking, that was like a, a big blow to mm -hmm. me to not do a pilot last mm -hmm. year. And it was like, 
it was just a lot to swallow. Yeah. And I don't think that I processed it in the right way. Mm. So also roughly around this time last year, I kind of made it a personal mission to start exploring a lot of these other consciousness expanding activities mm -hmm. um and i mean like the the difference between my experience last year pilot season mm -hmm. and this year pilot season is 1000% palpable however i didn't do a pilot this year either mm would i have liked to sure yeah am i devastated by the fact that i didn't the way i was last year or am i do i feel as as defined by the fact that i didn't as i did last year absolutely not and the even cooler part was that i went out on a bunch of pilots this year and most of the ones I went out on, even though they were exactly the same situations as I was just describing as the year before, most of the times when I walked into the room, I already knew there were offers out mm -hmm. and I was the backup plan. But, but it didn't bother me mm -hmm. in the way that it did before. Um, and I made this deal with myself to experience those auditions and those situations and get something out of them regardless of whether or not the end result was me getting the job. And it was just, like I said, just so palpable and, and tangible for me mm. to, to literally like be driving home from some of these meetings feeling like a million bucks mm. and feeling like I was an actor again mm -hmm. and feeling like I just did something really special mm. and like I just went somewhere um, creatively that like I didn't necessarily know I trusted myself to go mm. or didn't feel comfortable enough going in front of other people and their weird little video camera sitting in that room. But this year I just made a deal to experience all of those things and to get something out of those experiences. And I mean, the payoff is just, it's just huge. Oh, dude, I'm so into you. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, so this is kind of full circle because what we're talking about is the measure. I mean, this is the measure. This is like a perfect example. I mean, this is like what we started talking about. It's the measure of all of the work you've been doing. The the way this is a, a way of measuring the result. I mean, sure, there is a huge and result. Sometimes here. it's really nice to have some tangible evidence, like what I just described, to kind of confirm. Yeah. To me that like, okay, a lot of this stuff is is really Working. worth the work. Yeah. And also, and though, I have to point out that what you're talking about is actually not tangible. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it feels tangible. Like you're not saying like, oh, yeah. I did all this work and now I got a job. Yeah. That's tangible. Okay. Right. I did all this work and now there's a million dollars in my bank account. <laughs> you're talking about something that's invaluable. Yeah. You're talking because you might have you might have you might have a million dollars in your bank account a year later after not doing a pilot. Like I don't know how much you have. But let's say you did did a pilot, you have a million dollars and might still be fucking miserable and still be resisting all that's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you're talking about is and by the way, I'm not saying that we all don't want a million dollars in our bank accounts because we all want that too, right? And we all want a job. And we like, all want I a still job. Want a job. I do too. Yeah. Like... And we want a million dollars. We want all the things that are tangible. Yeah. But what you're talking about, which you described as tangible, because mm. it is that real. Yeah. Uh, is an a total shift in your feeling. The circumstances that you're describing are essentially the same, but the feeling about the circumstance is completely radically different yeah like 180 degrees you were just the other day i was listening to our good friend calais stewart's episode oh yeah um and oh. you guys were talking about a pilot this year that you tested for yeah and that you were on the fence about going to or not yeah yeah but then at the last minute you kind of made this deal with yourself where you're like you know what like i really like this writing I really like the challenge of going into a room and having people watch me like get into this and do this character. Mm -hmm. And what a great exercise that would be for me as an artist, Mm -hmm. whether or not I get a job out of the deal. Totally. And you described leaving that Mm -hmm. feeling so satisfied. So satisfied. Yeah. Like and I still think about that, by the way. I still think about that audition because I still look back to it and I go, man, it was an opportunity and I took it. Yeah. You know, like I fucking, I, that still, I still think back to that because that was like the last bit of like really, really, really strong acting at a high level with high stakes that I did. Totally. Um, and the writing was great and it was very, you know, it was like a, a level 10 audition and I like met, met it, you know yeah. what I mean? And even though I didn't get the job, I won a fucking gold medal that day. Dude, I so relate. I think at lunch one day you and yeah, I talked, talked about this, this thing yeah. that I went on to like play this like stand up comic. Oh yeah. Who yeah. we find out is a pedophile and we find out he's a pedophile because he was raped by his stepdad for many years of his childhood. And anyway, I don't need to tell the whole story again, but well, yeah, I'm on the fence about whether you should, but yeah, but you left the audition is the point. And same thing. Like I didn't get the job, but man, did I drive home from that thing feeling like every bit of the preparation that I put in Mm -hmm. to learning, Mm -hmm. learning the scenes Mm -hmm. And the the hour and a half drive from Malibu to get to the audition in mm-hmm, traffic mm-hmm. and the waiting around in the waiting room with 15 other guys mm-hmm. who wanted the job just as bad as I did. Mm-hmm. And the nerves of going into the room mm-hmm. and having to go to this really deep, dark, dark place in front of strangers and a camera that I haven't done probably in a few years mm-hmm. in in any work um in any work related thing that I've done and all of that was just so worth that feeling of satisfaction I had 
driving home from mm-hmm. that thing where I just felt like, man, I went in there and I just laid it all out, mm-hmm. was 100% vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I gave it everything that I could have given it. Mm-hmm. And and what else can we do? Well, yeah, but here's the important thing it is that, and I think I, I look at, I'm, I always say, I've, this is the second time I think I've mentioned this quote on this podcast. Um, and I always kind of fuck it up, but it's Einstein mm-hmm. said this, you can't solve a problem, something like this. You can't solve yeah. a problem from the same consciousness that created it. You just said it to Calais the other day, I think. Oh, Calais, I think Stewart? it was her. In, yeah, really? I think it was her in, in her oh episode. God, yeah. Crowd, I, I just listened so to it. Much. Oh I'm God, a super fan. <laughs> okay. So, but the, but this is like a perfect, perfect example because we're talking about solving essentially right now we're talking about solving the problem of satisfaction and and peace right so like you we feel we think the our former consciousness says oh to feel peace and satisfaction i have to get the job mm-hmm. and now our consciousness says oh no, no no to feel true peace and satisfaction actually we just need to feel peace and satisfaction <laughs> you know yeah like <laughs> Like it's like a completely different state of of consciousness because by the way before, and I look I, I mean I think I just maybe over reduced that or didn't. Well, I don't know if this makes sense or not, but that just kind of sparked a little thought for me. I would almost say if like we were going one step deeper go. than that even yeah, which is yeah. which is huge for me yeah i guess <laughs> kyle doesn't go that deep except new kyle kind of <laughs> does, now he does. <laughs> um i would say oh man can i even put this into words that there's something even more valuable to be gained now i am thinking specifically about the 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 story that I just told you and uh-huh. that specific character mm. of this guy who we find out is a pedophile and then we find out he's a pedophile because he himself was raped by his stepdad mm. for seven years of his childhood or whatever it was. I would say that the work that I did to get ready for that and to understand that character and to go the places that I went with it for the audition required um, sort of a new level, for me, a new level of compassion and empathy Mm. and understanding for someone else's life situation in a in a fictional sense in the in the scenario that we're talking about i'm talking about understanding a character Mm -hmm. but i think the argument could be made that doing that exercise for myself in that situation Mm -hmm. perhaps expanded my ability in life Mm. to have a deeper sense of my own empathy and Mm -hmm. compassion and understanding for someone else's experience Mm. sorry (laughs) i love you so much someone else's experiences Mm -hmm. in life Mm -hmm. and for me 
that is like a huge win and like a massive kind of commodity, which I could relate. Like I, I got, I got that experience from that specific audition that I went on, mm -hmm. but I, I think I've gotten a really similar experience out of a lot of the stuff that I've done over the last year, mm -hmm. as far as mm -hmm. books I've read, mm -hmm. meditations I've done, um, therapists. Yeah, I've I want to talk about this. So, uh, I <sighs> I want um, mm, I, I want to get into. You said um, consciousness expanding activities. Mm. <laughs> Can you tell us about those? About the ones that I've been doing. Yeah, it's a long list, man. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I so want to I want to enumerate them, and we're and by the way, like I want to enumerate them. On, yeah, well, we, we have. It. Let's we're, we're gonna wrap in like within the next like I say ten minutes. Maybe. Okay, cool. Gosh, I like. I, I wonder if I talked about any of this stuff too. I'm such a nerd. I even made like a whole list of stuff oh, on my phone. Please. Like, oh my god, yes. Some of so, some of the stuff in my in my phone is is in answer to the question that you just asked. Okay, like good. And also forward me that list tools. too. So okay. we'll put them all a lot in the of, show notes, but it's you'll not, save them now. It's not all just um, what tools I've mm -hmm. been using. It's also just like other things, like other tidbits of thoughts that read listening them. to other episodes of your show. Have Please kinda, read them. Okay. Yes, um, yes. Anyway, an answer to question, a quick answer to your, the question you just asked is like, Lots of reading. I've been reading mm -hmm. that book, Radical Acceptance. Mm -hmm. um, I've been rereading Power of Now. Mm -hmm. um, I've been reading a book on Buddhism. Um, Do you remember what that one's called? It's called The Buddha in Your Mirror. Love. Okay. Um, I, the other night in Malibu, went to um, a Buddhism meeting. Mm -hmm. I was pumping gas a few weeks ago, and the guy next to me at the gas pump, this really sweet, old man just struck up a conversation with me and said hey do you have any interest in buddhism wow. and i was like oh yeah actually i kind of do i've been like i don't really know much about it but i've been reading a book about buddhism and he like rifled through his truck and found this pamp this uh flyer for a meeting and he said hey well if you ever want to come to a meeting we'd like we do these and these fucking meetings went. of like local buddhists and so i went to one and, and how it was out. it it was cool it was um I think I had a mixed reaction to it. I'm going to go to more and sort of um, it's, I don't, I don't know. Do I love you know, that you're going to go to more. You had a mixed reaction, but you're going to go to more. Yeah. yeah. So do you know uh, what SGI is? No. It's a sect of Buddhism. Okay. Um, that's, uh, I won't do a good job of explaining it. What but does it stand for? It's, it stands for. Um, we can look it up. Hanami's okay. Looking it up I have now. the okay. thing in my car. I should have brought it up here. Yeah, no, anyway. Um, my only worry with that particular thing is that it's a little bit more, um, it's a little reminiscent of organized religion mm. in mm. a way that like the other stuff I've read about Buddhism mm -hmm. doesn't seem to be, I see. which I don't even know if that's, this is why I'm going to go back yeah, and give yeah, it another yeah. shot. I don't know if that's a fair assessment of sure. it until I go back and experience it again. Sure. Um, but that was my first sort of takeaway of, of like, oh, this is actually something I'm still super interested in. Yeah. But it might be something I'm more interested in as sort of a private right. practice on my own time rather than in like sort of a group setting. Totally. And then you might sense. go back and you might be like, yeah, this isn't my jam. 
Right. Or, or you might go back and be like, this like is totally my jam. to be there every week. Do you see what it stands for? What is that? Soka Gakai International. Okay. All right. Well, we'll look it up more. Okay. Cool. So, anyway, okay, so, so that's one of the so, things. Okay, yeah. Um, lots of reading. Um, lots of meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried... By the way, so much of this stuff comes from you. Yeah. I tried TM for a while. Oh, right. Um, right. And had a cool experience with it. It wasn't something like I had such a connection to that I have stuck with uh-huh. on like a really... Um, consistent basis uh-huh. but i've been recently super into waking up waking up waking up with sam harris yeah i love it too yeah. um it's been really great um so I'm, i don't know if you've talked about that on other not, episodes but not it's this really. app that you can download and well waking up he, he has a book guided. called what waking up and he has a, a podcast called waking up this is sam harris yeah. um and but he has this app an app is great. Yeah. Which and is he's coming to LA, which I just yeah. learned through the app. And I bought yeah. a ticket to his, Sweet. his thing where he's going to speak with this other guy. And, Love it. um, so that, um, there's this podcast that I listen to <laughs> <laughs> called acting real. That's really inspirational and really gets me thinking. Um, great, great. That's definitely one of my tools. Okay. I'll have to look that one up. Um, it's we'll been put it like, in the show notes. <laughs> it's been a pretty um kind of it's been kind of a smorgasbord of yeah. of stuff i've been in this place where i'm sort of like kind of willing to explore anything and willing to try anything yeah. and, and then i sort of find the things that that sort of speak my language or that i have a connection with and i like it's like what we feed grows do you know what i mean like this is like a perfect example of this and 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 by the way like when i feel shitty when i feel like you know all i'm thinking about is how i haven't won an oscar that's not actually one of the thoughts that occupies my mind but like let's say like when i think about how just how i want a job and where's my fucking job and i should have a job or you know like whatever acting job we're talking about you know um or whatever like i start obsessing about all i really have to do is like go on like you know oprah's podcast or Mm -hmm. like open up a fucking book about you know like open up this i've been listening to this alan watts book or like you know just find some consciousness that feels like something more that i want to have and like listen to it you know or like put it in my life centralize that in my life and guess what like instantly my mood changes (laughs) Totally. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, but we're fed. We What we feed grows. So if you're feeling like you're inadequate, a lot of us, what we want to do is like go on Instagram and figure out how we're even more inadequate than we even think we are. Right. Like, let's find evidence of our inadequacy. That's the easiest mm-hmm. fucking thing to do. It's so easy. But I also think what you're talking about, like, like um, when we have a, a nice experience with something that would quote unquote be called practice or work that could Uh sometimes I've had this experience for sure where some of these things feel like a chore. Yeah. And then the more you start kind of having that experience of getting something cool out of them, Uh then the less of a chore it feels like and the more like it feels kind of excited to go back to it. Like, oh no, I want to go listen to that thing. Or like, oh no, I want to go read that book right now. I don't want to like, 
I don't feel like I have to go sit, make myself go sit there and read. Yeah. But like, I feel like I want to go do that right now. And I think that's huge too. It's like it, it, finding these things that don't feel like you're making your, uh, like, like going to the gym, like yeah. eh, that's usually not a fun thing. Like I'm going to set aside this time and make myself go work out now. But if like for people that enjoy working right. out, then that's right. Or like you go once and it's the worst and then you're just like, all right, I guess I'll go again. Right. And then maybe, you know, you're sore, but like all of a sudden you're like, okay, well that was better than the first one. And then what you feed grows. So like the more you go to the gym, the more, the better it gets. Totally. Usually. I mean, I'm not, not for everyone, but that's, just... I don't, I don't know if this is silly or not. Um, but that like just talking about that made me think of this of like also finding things that I already like to do mm. but that I can find something in this sort of realm of expanding my own consciousness to get out of that mm-hmm. and I don't know if this will make sense to people that don't play golf or not <laughs> but i so feel that way about golf i mm. love i love 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 to golf i have for years but sometimes when i take the time to go and do that um i feel a little guilty about it cuz it's like it's a it's a hobby that consumes a lot of time you go mm-hmm. play a full round of mm-hmm. golf it's mm-hmm. like it's like a 4 or 5 hour deal and then mm-hmm. usually like it's an hour to get there an hour to get home it's like it's an, a whole takes up a lot day. of your day. Yeah. And sometimes I feel a little bit guilty about that. But recently, I don't know if this is just me making excuses for myself so I can play more golf, but I've been looking for things to get out of these activities that I already love to do mm-hmm. that I still get to to expand my consciousness with a little yeah. bit. And there's a thing in golf that exists where, to me, it's totally a game of um, constantly keeping your own integrity in check mm. and the the reason for that is because like th- there's no referees that exist in mm-hmm. golf right mm-hmm. even at the highest levels of golf like on the pga tour on these like televised events wow. there are still things that happen sometimes w- when the camera doesn't catch it or when no one else is there to witness it that only the player himself notices uh, like his ball moves a little bit when he moves a leaf next to the ball, which uh-huh. by the rules of the game is a penalty. Wow. And there are things like this that happen sometimes that no one else would necessarily know about, but that the golfer himself is under the burden to call himself on. Whoa, I did not know this about golf. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Of course, not everybody that plays golf especially in just like a um an amateur like recreational sense mm-hmm. adheres to these things yeah um you know there's a lot of cheating in golf yeah. too yeah again because there's nobody there's not a referee there yeah but the way i like to play golf is by constantly in every moment checking my own honesty and integrity mm as if no one else were watching. And many times, like a lot of times I'm playing with a friend who's like witnessing the same things mm-hmm. that I am, mm-hmm. but I also play golf totally alone sometimes. Mm. And even on those days, like if I have a putt that's like one foot mm-hmm. to the hole, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people in golf just pick up that ball and like assume that they made the putt and onto the next. Mm. But I can't sleep at night if I don't 
actually knock that putt mm. into the hole because sometimes I miss them. Mm. And if I miss them, I have to count that as an extra stroke mm. on my scorecard. Again, I don't know if that's like a cheesy no. parallel to draw, but I I just... No, I mean, this is what happens when your consciousness shifts, your consciousness shifts, no matter what the fucking activity is. Like yeah. you're seeing things in a whole new way. Um, and it, it's such like, it's such a privilege to hear about it from you on this show. It really is. I wrote down the word privilege and I like couldn't really figure out there was some context, but th this is a privilege, honestly. Well, that's so nice. It's that a privilege talking to you. It's a privilege for me. more mutual. It's a privilege for me to like do this, this show with you, but also like on a much grander scale just such a privilege for me to have you as a friend and mm. to know you and to get to learn the things that I learn from you all the time in our friendship and that like is really invaluable to me it's so fucking mutual <laughs> um is that should we, we should end you have to go to the airport and also like is there anything else you want to say you know, let you're me, scrolling let me scroll through. through this and make sure there was i mean there oh, were there was so God, much on this list i fucking love this <clears throat> this um, is such a gift it's such a beautiful thing to be able to talk to you right now in this place that you're in tell me what what is there anything else we, I mean, we actually covered things? a lot of it. Okay. Um, yeah. I had this thing on here about, like, I just heard this thing on the Waking Up app the other day where he talks about um, sort of erasing the line between what we would call formal practice and our everyday lives, which mm -hmm. is like weirdly kind of what this I was just, what talking, we're just about talking about with the golf. Exactly. Um, but I think that's been sort of a goal of mine lately is to not just not just make it about like these 15 minutes that I'm like doing a meditation where I'm like really going there, yeah. but let, let the kind of spirit of those 15 minutes mm -hmm. bleed into the rest of my day and the Fuck rest yeah. of my life and yeah. let it all sort of become one and not mm. have it be like, well, these are the set times of my day that I, practice mm -hmm. expanding my consciousness mm -hmm. and sort of just opening up to the idea that that can happen anywhere like it can happen when you're at home by yourself meditating or it can happen while you're running errands or on the way to the airport totally so talking to the cashier yeah totally so I, I think I say that out loud sick, more so just to re yeah. remind myself of that because when when he said that in the I mean that is a thousand day. percent what this show is about. I mean you just like laid out the the thesis. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. We're talking about how we can bring our meditation into our lives. Yeah, and how we can bring our lives into our meditation. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Kyle. I love You're you. the very best. I love you. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at I am Kat Foster and reach out to us using the hashtag ActingRealPod. For links and recommendations from this week's episode, visit ActingRealPodcast.com. Episodes go up on Mondays. Subscribe to the show and rate and review us. It would mean so, so much to us if you did. 
This podcast is produced by Hanami Sutton and Chris Mako with technical assistance by David O'Hara and music by Sean Hokinson. We love you guys. We really, really do. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you.